step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Mark Larson Show on San Diego's Talk, AM 760. My name is Lou Penrose. Travis Dale is here with me. We're filling in for Larson Today, tomorrow, and Thursday, Larson will be back with you on Friday. That's right. Mark is at the Reagan Ranch Board of Governors meeting in Santa Barbara for the next few days. So uh, holding things down there. Thanks so much, Mark, for letting us fill in. Uh, we, uh, we we were talking about, well, now we're talking about, I suppose, uh, should government be banning companies from marketing to kids? That's because uh, just last night in a 7-2 to vote, uh, San Diego said, hey, we're, we're no longer going to allow flavored tobacco to be sold uh and and i know this has been a heated debate with us uh but between us lou yeah for like well a couple years i feel like we've been talking about this because the the the, the county of san diego and a number of cities uh, in within the san diego region have uh have had these discussions and uh so the city of san diego is just joining uh, imperial beach encinitas uh encinitas rather uh, solana beach uh, and the county itself uh banning the sale of flavored tobacco uh, from stores that are in those particular cities. Now, there's discussion of a statewide ban, uh, and they're looking at that, and that may come up in November. Uh, and a lot of, I think it's 200 cities that I see uh, across the nation, but I'm 300 cities nationwide have banned uh, the sale of flavored tobacco. And the reason it's an issue for me is I just don't get it. I don't understand why you're making it illegal to sell something to protect a person who cannot legally buy the product in the first place. Well, I mean, the, they, the, you're, you don't feel like there's any sort of marketing that would make kids want to go have this product. For, I mean, regardless of they're not allowed to buy it. If they want it, they want to go get it now because it's Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Puffs or whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. I would think that there's a lot of things that an underage person would want to buy because it's sex, it's exciting, it's marketed in an exciting way. I would want to buy a Corvette. I would buy one. My my eight year old wants a Lamborghini. Uh, so you know, there's there's a marketing doesn't just. I mean, there's no turn turn off and turn on knob at 18 or 21 or 14 or eight. Right. Uh, things that are exciting sounding and exciting looking. Uh, or make look like they make you happy or they make you feel good. I mean, you look at these beer commercials, everybody at a baseball game are eating chicken wings and chicken sandwiches and mm. drinking beer at the break of every every like baseball a, game. Does sound like a good time. Sounds like a great time, yeah. right? You know what? My kids are watching the same baseball, same Padres game uh, that I'm watching, and they go to break, and there's chicken wings uh, and chicken sandwiches and beer on the table, right? So, right. Uh, but right. they can't buy the beer, but they can buy the chicken wings. Well, I mean, okay, so let's look at... We'll get back to beer. Tobacco is okay. ob- obviously something that uh, I mean, it's it's terrible for you. It will probably kill you if you did it your whole life. Right. So now they're taking tobacco. They're making it flavor. They're making it fruity. They're making it, uh, I guess, more consumable to a larger audience, and and that would make kids go, "Oh, hey, I would want that because I eat cinnamon toast crunch at home." 
I must want to smoke a, a flavored tobacco now. Okay, so here comes my chief criticism of that. And we've talked about this before. And I get it. It's it's an inviting argument that they're naming it Fruity Pebbles. They are obviously trying to get my 8-year-old or my 13-year-old or 16-year-old uh, who is more likely to be eating or closer to the days that they were eating Fruity Pebbles than you know the average 45-year-old. Do you think that the tobacco companies, and we'll talk with somebody who does uh, coming up in the next segment, do you think they are trying to attract 14-year-old smokers? Yes. See, I yes, do. Absolutely. Right. How then could they, they not be? Why wouldn't a tobacco company spend a dollar to try and attract somebody who cannot legally purchase the product? <sighs> because if they, if, let's uh, okay, I think there's two reasons here. One is... They're going to try to get the product anyway. So they're going to go sit in front of the, the liquor store and try to get the 21-year-old who's walking tobacco, in. Is Fruity yes. Pebbles flavored tobacco that good? Yeah, that you're hanging out in front of the 7-Eleven with yeah. the homeless guy when you're hoping that somebody's going to go in and buy the Fruity Pebbles for you? When you're 14 years old and you're wanting to be the cool kid and, uh, I mean... I was shocked when I walked through the high school where uh, my, my wife was working and I was walking and looking into the planners, and I could see these little vape yeah. like parts, pieces that are just strewn everywhere. Yeah, I'm so it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so obviously there's an issue. I mean, I didn't walk around school when I was a kid, and there were cigarette butts everywhere. So that's obviously kids are wanting to vape. I know kids smoked. I feel like it's uh, it's more prevalent now. It's just easier. There's no smoke. You don't smell like smoke. It it tastes good. It tastes like fruity pebbles. So, yes, I think that they're trying to attract that person at 14 years old, because if they do attract them at 14 years old, they'll have them for life. I just I, I, I just I, I've never bought it and I, I don't buy it today. I, I don't think it's a good use of advertising dollars. Uh, it's all under the table or black market money. So I don't even know uh, that uh, it's a consistent revenue stream. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I have to imagine that the tobacco companies at this point have Either they're just playing. I mean, they're literally having fun with some of these city councils. Uh, or, or they've thrown up their hand and said, look, no matter what we do, uh, there's going to be a bunch of activists out there who hate tobacco company. In gen- they hate the freedom mm-hmm. of tobacco in the first place. So they're just looking for any reason, any excuse to either take us to court or make our lives hell. Uh, I just don't think that there is that much disposable income among preteens. Uh, and I just don't think the market is there. Uh, so they have decided, look, I'll, tobacco isn't the best tasting thing in the world. Uh, there are a lot of people that want to do something with their hands in a bar. Uh, it's very social. And if we, instead of making it taste like a disgusting cigarette, we can make it taste like, you know, vanilla, then maybe, uh, you know, more ladies will, will buy a vape pen and, and join the other ladies at the, at the lounge or at the smoking section. It's long and thin. Women like those things. That's why Virginia Slims was so popular. Uh, and uh, it doesn't taste uh, like anything that uh, leaves a taste of, a, you know, of an ashtray in your mouth. And so let's just go there and incur the criticism. Well, I think that uh, making it taste like vanilla is a far cry than making it taste like fruit by the foot or, or whatever they're, they're throwing I'll give you out that there. One. I will give and, you that one. I mean, I, I don't know why they would. That's just an invitation to getting in trouble. So I'll, I'll give you that one. I don't know why they would name it after a candy that we toss into you know, the Halloween bucket. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I'm not watching uh, 1883 or Yellowstone looking at these uh, 65, 70-year-old cowboys going, you know, lighting up their uh, their cigarettes saying, mm, I got a, a a nice toke of uh, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just not happening. Fruit Loops flavored. <laughs> exactly. So the other question is uh, that, that that comes up in this. Um, 
is what happens now, you ban it, right? So it's banned in the city of San Diego. Right. Let, let's say you're right. And the, 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 the goal was to hook this 14-year-old. Now he's hooked. She's hooked. And uh, so addiction drives, right? The, her drives a person, right? They, they need to get it. So now they're going to go either drive out to another town to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they're going to get it, uh, you know, through some underhanded way, either on the black market, or they're going to wait in front of the Seven Eleven, as I said, for somebody to go in and buy it for them, or somebody smart like Lou Penrose, circa nineteen eighty four, will go buy a bunch of them and sell them in front of the high school, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I mean, so in other words, it just dri- wow. if you're right, it drives the audience into a black market, and then that would be driving a bunch of teenagers into the black market. That's an interesting uh, point of view. That was one. A council members uh, concern as well and that uh, that makes me sad because unfortunately you're probably right on the other hand it also makes me laugh because i do want to see the black market i want to see some guy in an alley pushing uh flavored tobacco <laughs> <laughs> lucky charm yeah, flavored char- yeah. inserts uh, in your vape yeah bag. exactly do you guys like frosted flakes i got, uh, I got all kinds of frosted flakes. open up the jacket yeah that's, that's what i want to see uh but uh but not only marketed for kids apparently uh, some people are saying that uh, flavored tobacco, the reason it's got to go is because it's racist. Here we go. Yep. Yep. Kerry Marie Holyfield is the program manager at the Center for Multicultural Health. She's going to join us next and share with us her point of view. That's all coming up. Yep. Just ahead, uh, I'm Travis Dale. Uh, that's Lou Penrose. We're filling in for Mark Larson on San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Smoking in the morning. The Mark Larson Show. On San Diego's Talk, AM 760, Lou Penrose, Travis Dale sitting in for Mark Larson. Larson will be back with you on Friday. Yeah, we're talking about it. San Diego uh, has approved a ban on flavored tobacco. The law is being praised by health advocates, but criticized by the small businesses that have been affected by all this. That's right. If you want to join the conversation, I'm going to try to get the numbers right here. 800-765-362. You know, Lou, you got to put them in that order for an order to work. But 800-765-362. How do you feel about the government banning flavored tobacco? Uh, Is it good or bad? Uh, But... But yeah, we were talking about kids. Uh, it's obviously marketed towards kids. And uh, when during the vote last night, there was one council person or a council member that said, uh, "This more than that. It's more than just kids, right?" Yeah. So council member Monica Montgomery Stepney's, which she says has targeted minority communities and has been doing this for decades, particularly in the areas of menthol flavored cigarettes. Which I mean, if you're talking about race, I mean, how much worse can it be? You've got kids and a racial component. To me, I feel like you ban it at that point. That's somebody's uh, going to have a problem somewhere. But uh, let's dig into that a little further, and we're going to dig into that with uh, our next guest, Carrie Marie Holifield. She's program manager at the Center for Multicultural Health. Uh, Carrie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So, menthol cigarettes are are, are... they absolutely are marketed towards the black community? Because, because honestly, it's something that I you know. Um... Well, I say I've heard uh, comedians like Dave Chappelle joke about it, but I never really thought that was a, a real thing. I mean, that's that's a real deal, is what you're saying. Research and um, advertising with these predatory tactics to advertise in communities of color, particularly hmm. Black communities. Hmm. So the um, are you're in, well, you're in uh, at a state, but here in the state of California, our uh, Secretary of State Shirley Weber has been talking about this with menthol cigarettes uh, uh, being uh, imposed upon the black culture uh, and uh, something that has been harmful to, uh, to to the public health of the black community. Yes, I mean, that's, that's absolutely that, um, you know, the state of California has banned menthol. We're 
and on that side as well with my organization. And um, it's it's honestly disgusting the way that um, you can you can honestly look into the research that they've done um, and the tactics that they're using. Um, that they are, it's literally written in plain English that, you know, market towards these communities. They've taken stock of, um, like, daily patterns as far as qu- people visiting corner stores, um, their daily routes home from work and things like that, making sure not only that these are vis- visible to adults, but also to youth in, in order to get um, younger black children hooked on tobacco so they can maximize their, pro- um, their profits. Carrie Marie Holyfield, uh, I understand the marketing towards kids of, hey, we're going to make it taste like... Uh, like What products have menthol in them? You think about things like cough drops or Vicks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and menthol is actually like the key component of basically peppermint oil, right? Um, so it makes it easier to smoke cigarettes when menthol is in... when it's, it's a flavor. So when the menthol flavor is included in cigarettes or other tobacco products, it makes it easier to start smoking cigarettes and to stay smoking cigarettes. If you know anyone that smokes, you know that, you know, they have that smoker's cough. So it's, they're always coughing. And in my mind, I imagine that it could be hard to keep smoking because, you know, you have that, your lungs are already um, exacerbated because of the, um, the chemicals, the harsh chemicals and drugs that you're putting into your lungs. And so, including that flavor makes it easier for people to not only start smoking, but to keep smoking. So, uh, I mean, there's kind of two questions here, and it's uh, the uh, the councilwoman is the one that kind of brought the two together. I want to try and separate them out. Uh, whether or not we're trying to dissuade young people from uh, becoming addicted uh, to, uh, to smoking uh, or ingesting tobacco is a separate issue than making it, uh, not making flavored tobacco available to adults uh and and i guess my answer to that is people know that smoking is not the best thing to be doing to their lungs once they make that choice to go ahead and purchase a legal product why are you why bother restricting them i mean give people what they want it's it, it only makes it more challenging for people who have already developed a taste for menthol cigarettes i mean should government be doing that that level of nanny state Right. I think that's an interesting question. Um, I think it really comes down to how youth access these products. Um, and more likely than not, they are getting them from relatives, unfortunately, you know, and any access to these products, I would say, is a public health crisis. Um, it also is dangerous for people who are trying to state their smoking habits because it's like a lot of people argue that um, things like jewel pods or um, other e-cigarette um, products are cessation tools. That's a you know a, a small business owners, but also or I, will, I won't even say small business owners, but big tobacco is really trying to push that message on us and really trying to um, get consumers helping people quit smoking. But it, there's just not enough research behind that, and not enough to um, for us in public health to you know, get behind that one. She's a program manager at the Center for Multicultural Health. Carrie, talk to me about the tobacco industry's history of, of marketing that, that could be deemed racist, because I guess, I, I mean, and again, I, I'm throwing it out here, I am a middle-aged white male, so maybe I'm missing some of this, but isn't it marketed towards everyone? I, I, I feel like I see menthol cigarettes. I've, I've never noticed it before, but am I missing that? 
Um, so they, like I said, they're in low income community right now. And in the 1970s and 1980s, they, we, and public health, we call it the menthol wars. So they were, um, you know, Winston, uh, or Winston, yeah, Winston cigarettes and Newport basically were fighting over, you know, who, who was gonna, um, make menthol sales. And I'm, I'm half black and half Filipino. And so on both sides of my family, people smoked menthol. And it's really, really sad because I, Part of my job is managing um, a youth cannabis and commercial tobacco program here in Washington State. Mm-hmm. And all of the kids who are part of that program have had, or most of the kids who are part of that program have had uh, a loss of a loved one due to a menthol-related illness. And, and I'm talking about grandparents, great aunts, and things like that. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, most of most of our parents will even end up. Um, received or, you know, being diagnosed with a tobacco related illness in the future because of the secondhand smoke that was, um, you know, imparted on them on a young age. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carrie Marie uh, Holyfield, thanks so much for spending time with us. We really do appreciate it. She's the uh, program manager at the Center for Multicultural Health out there in Seattle, but from San Diego. We appreciate that local tie. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I have to. I mean, when we start talking about making things illegal to sell. I have I have to start looking at the concerns of the members of the Neighborhood Market Association who are against this. 700 businesses here in San Diego, Travis, uh, within the city limits of San Diego that now can't sell what is a popular item to an adult. They're not selling to kids. I have no problem. If you want to do stings, if you think that one of these 700 businesses here in San Diego uh, are just you know, selling to 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds and you want to prove it by uh, doing some sting operations, I'm all for that. That's not what they did. They just said, take them off the shelves. They're not available for sale. Why? It's perfectly legal. There's a lot of things out there that'll kill you. I don't vape. I don't smoke. I really believe you shouldn't vape. I think that's very foolish. You're talking about atomizing whatever that chemical is right into your lungs. But I do drink martinis. You may not drink martinis, but maybe you skydive in Murrieta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you may not skydive, but maybe you 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 motorcycle on the 805. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that are notably bad for you, right? That are right. perfectly legal, right? I, and, I, and illegal for children to do. I see your point. I I do see the argument that you're throwing out there, and uh, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, what, is is this killing business? Or businesses, uh, at least some of them here in San Diego. Uh, let's uh, let's dig into that a little more. Talk about that next. The Mark Larson Show on San Diego's Talk AM seven sixty. Luke Penrose, Travis Dale, sitting in for Mark Larson today. Good to be with you. AM seven sixty has six count them six chances to win one thousand dollars every weekday, all this week, starting today. Listen for the keyword and then enter that keyword at seven sixty radiocom Your chance to win is coming up at one oh five. I'm good with a thousand dollars. A we, grand are, in your hand. A grand in your hand. Are we allowed to thou uh, in your trow? Yeah, <laughs> thou in your trow. That's fantastic. Uh, we've been talking about 
the uh, the the city council saying, "Hey, we're going to ban flavored tobacco." Seven here to two votes. Seven people right. saying ban it. Two people voting no, yeah. and for two very different reasons, the no votes. And mm-hmm. I think they're interesting. And the, and those two reasons are one, it's marketed to kids, and number two, it's uh, it's racist. No, no, no. That's those are those are the people that voted yes to ban it. The two votes, oh, two, the votes, two votes, no. no sorry. Uh, right. One was because the state of California is going to be looking at this, doing it statewide. Uh, and we should wait for that. That's Council Member Vivian Moreno. Now, the concern there uh, is a simple one, and that is we're talking about the city of San Diego. Uh, the, we are in San Diego. We talk about San Diego, but there are city lines, and not every city uh, is banning it. So Imperial Beach, uh, Encinitas, uh, Solana Beach, and uh, the county of San Diego has banned it. Now, the city of San Diego has banned it, but there are flavored tobaccos still for sale within a 10-minute drive of any one of these places. So what her point of view was on the city council is, let's just wait, and if it's banned statewide, then it's just not, it's not legal anywhere in the state of California. That makes things a lot easier. The other no vote is our good friend, council member Chris Kate. Uh, he said that it's not going to work. Uh, and I, this is one of the reasons that I do I appreciate con- uh, council member Kate, because he understands... The unintended consequences of these actions. It sounds like mm-hmm. you're looking out for people. It sounds like you're looking out for children. Uh, you act. You certainly are causing business to be hurt because that's sales tax revenue to the city, yeah. and it's also a you know, profit for the person that's selling it. Who's in the you know these tobacco flavored tobacco cigarettes are sold in stores. They don't have a whole lot else there for sale. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. Yeah, if, I mean, and if that's your your number one seller, and then you're, I mean, it could be your top ten sellers, and you're taking that away, you're obviously hurting that business. Obviously hurting that business. And cigarettes are for sale. Non-flavored tobacco cigarettes are for sale, like at every Vons and Ralphs right. and, you right. know, at the grocery stores, every CVS. And I'm going to venture to guess, and I'll look that up now, but I'm going to venture to guess that... Uh, the vast majority, and I'm saying over 90%, are sold at the gas stations and Vons and Albertsons, where I wouldn't be going to get the, uh, the Captain Crunch, the, yeah, Captain Crunch right. vape pin. So then, you know, so the Neighborhood Market Association, the 700 businesses, more than half within the city limits of San Diego that opposed this, said, "Hey, this is kind of like our niche." We have all these exotic flavored tobacco cigarettes that are available that aren't available, you know, at the uh, at the vending machine, uh, and you're really cutting into our business. And you know, look, I think it's a fair concern. They they don't they're not selling to kids. They don't want to sell to kids, but they don't want to get their business hurt. And uh, when uh, Council Member Chris Kate said, "Look, it's just not going to have." The, you know, the impact that you think it's going to have. People are going to travel to other parts of town to get them. They're going to get them on the black market. Uh, and uh, so you're, you're not doing anything but hurting business. Which, uh, which you brought that up right at the get-go of this is going to cause people to to go to the black market to get it, which, I mean, that that's that's a whole different can of worms at that point. That's that's unregulated. We're back to Elon Musk in the wild, wild west. So right. if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, by the way, at Real Travis Dale, at Lou Penrose. Here is the association president. Uh, his name is... Uh, Marlon uh, Mansour, mark my words, if you pass this one year from now, you'll see current legal users of these flavored tobacco products resort back to traditional harmful cigarettes. That's one. Okay. All right. Untaxed marijuana, uh, which is bad because it's unregulated, or other harmful products. They're just going to continue to use products. They're just not going to go to the store to buy them because they won't be made available. Well, that's uh, the marijuana thing is, uh, is a very interesting take on this because it has been really we've had this jam down our throat the past couple of years of it's hey it's it's fine it's good uh you know it's you're going to drive people to the black market if we don't sell it legally if yeah. uh, if you go into one of these head shops there's 
10 million different flavors of everything. Uh, and now the tobacco industry, nope, no good. You can't have a flavored tobacco. Right. So, by the way, what's our scorecard on that one? I mean, I, I, is, is, is crime dropped uh, among the drug trade industry? I mean, I, 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 where is all this tax revenue that we were going to enjoy? Yeah. We were going to have so much tax revenue uh, if we legalize the recreational use and sale of marijuana that not only would we have lots of money, but we would have so much money that we could use it and put it towards an education campaign uh, to, incur pe- oh. to, to, to try and get people to not use marijuana. It's always an education campaign. Right. We, we were, it was going to be so great because we'd have all these taxes because you could go to a store, no more black market, no more people with guns in their car, no more you know, no more concern about the gateway element of, of uh, you know, because people that sold marijuana also knew people that sold cocaine and, and heroin and opioids and everything else. So you don't have to deal with any of that. Nothing, uh, you know, no shady characters in the marijuana business. You go to a nice, clean, well-lit store uh, and then we uh, get tax off of it and we use that tax to help people with the iron lung at Scripps and also educate all the children to not use it. What happened? Yeah, I haven't seen that at all. Uh, I've also more potholes than ever. Can any of that cannabis money go to fix some roads? Where's all this money? I mean, where's all the tax revenue? So it it has been an epic failure. And yes, uh, vaporizing marijuana is worse than rolling a joint. (laughs) My brother works at the neonatal respiratory care unit at Carolina Medical Center in North Carolina. I remember him telling me, Lou... If vaporizing anything was better than smoking it, <laughs> doctors would prescribe it to you and say, please don't use a cigarette or a joint. Please vaporize it. Yeah, no kidding. It's not kidding. good for you. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's just so many numbers of, of just horrible, harmful things happening because of these, these vape pens. But when we're talking about flavored tobacco, uh, this how about these numbers here? 81% of youth ages 12 to 17, who've ever used a tobacco product ever was flavored when they're there or the first time, the first time they first tried time. it. Yeah. Was so 80% of kids, their very first tobacco experience was flavored. I mean, doesn't that number there make you go, okay, well maybe we, maybe we should be doing something. No, it's but, still, <laughs> for me, it still doesn't because why wouldn't you choose a flavor that tastes better than, than, than the straight flavor of tobacco smoke? Well, I, I mean, it's uh, the the way they hook you, I guess. They, they've got to they've got to rope you in somehow. And then apparently, as time goes down the the road, right, you, you know, it's you're, like, you're like in Starbucks. Seven, you're, I want a cinnamon dulce latte to start, and then I'm just gonna go to black coffee when I turn sixty. Tra- Travis, you're in seventh grade. You guys cut, right? <laughs> you're cutting classes. Okay. Uh, you're gonna have some some kind of surefire way of not getting caught. You got uh, the whole story written up uh, in your minds, and you and your your buddies are uh, all they're you're all in cahoots with the moms and everybody. You're, you can't, you know, you're not gonna get caught. Somebody says, "Hey, I I got my brother's vape pen. Cool. I got two of them. I got straight tobacco flavored, or I have you know cinnamon <laughs> toast crunch. You want to try it? Which one do you grab?" The cinnamon toast crunch, and now you're in this story. Now, okay. now you're one of the what is it? Eighty one percent. Eighty one percent. Right. Yes. So that's why that happens because who would want to taste the? You have the dirty ashtray flavored tobacco, <laughs> okay. or the cinnamon one that tastes like your morning cereal. Is your first time you're going to take a hit. Which one are you going to go with? I feel like you're proving my point. No, but that doesn't. That's mean... obviously marketed to the kids. Okay, but if the cinnamon toast crunch pen wasn't there, you still would have done it. Before they had flavored tobacco, children you know, children got a hold of their dad's cigarettes but maybe and smoked. I would, maybe I wouldn't have liked it, Lou. Oh, yeah. yeah. And why did everybody start smoking in the 50s, 60s, and 70s? <laughs> they, you know what? The smoking numbers have been down in millennials. 
and then now they're way up again. That is true. No, I've, I've seen that, and we've talked about that. I, I was recently on vacation, and I told you that for years, you go to resorts, and there'd be like, you know, a smoking area, and it really became like a cigar lounge area because of the cigar trend. Uh, but usually it was empty, and this last uh, trip I was uh, at, a, at a major resort, and the smoking areas was filled. Yeah. Uh, Filled with smokers, actually cigarette smokers. So right. it's back. All right. Well, it's unfortunate, but uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy flavored tobacco, it's not gonna be in San Diego now. That's right. So you're gonna have to go outside of it or go to the black market where Lugo is apparently down the, <laughs> down one of right. the alleyways. Right. Uh, but you know what else you don't want to pick up in an alleyway is uh, COVID nineteen. No. Uh, yeah. That's you want to stay away from that. Uh, however, we, even with no symptoms, we know that our uh, vice president. Kamala Harris has tested positive for COVID nineteen, uh, but uh, don't worry, no worry for our for our president uh, Joe Biden because Kamala Harris, well, she never even talks to him, so that's ah, no sweat. That's just ahead. Yeah, wait till you hear the way they're spitting this story. Unbelievable. Luke Penrose, Travis Dale filling in for Mark Larson on San Diego's Talk AM seven sixty. Oh, the sounds of spring. It is springtime. Here in San Diego, the free iHeartRadio app has that fresh new springtime smell. We've ah. spring-loaded the iHeartRadio yeah. app with tons of new stations, playlists, and podcasts for you to explore. Uh, new live stations like Guilty Pleasures Radio. That sounded guilty right there. Come embrace the songs that you secretly love, but don't tell anybody. It's all available on the free iHeartRadio app. What's- the Mark Larson Show on San Diego's Talk AM 760. Lou Penrose along with Travis Dale. Yeah, what's your secret guilty pleasures radio station? Uh, it would be 760 Radio. That's my guilty pleasure. Wow, wow, very nice. No, no Britney Spears or anything. No, 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 no. no. I'm uh, this is the, I, I haven't. I mean, I mean, KGB would be the only place that I go anymore on nice. radio for music. Nice. Well, uh, the KGB is not where Kamala Harris is going. Uh, she apparently is. Well, going to get tested for COVID nineteen. Maybe she did already. Obviously, did because she has it. She has contracted COVID-19. Yeah, so I got this breaking news on my phone. Uh, here it is. Uh, breaking news. Uh, Kamala Harris has COVID, uh, continuing a series of outbreaks in the Biden administration. She has not been in close contact with the president uh, and the White House. Uh, she is being treated at home. She's self-sequestering uh, and continuing to work. She has no symptoms. No, okay, so... <laughs> So the only reason that uh, they know that she has COVID is because she has to go get tested for COVID. Well, that's interesting. Yes, she has to be tested for COVID because she's in the Biden administration. So top cap- top cabinet officials, right? And by cabinet officials, we mean the Secretary of Commerce, Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Treasury, people that regularly meet with the president. The president gets a daily briefing. Uh, he convenes his cabinet uh, almost weekly, uh, top security advisors. So there are people, not everybody in the Biden administration, like 400 people that work in the West Wing, you know, but the, you know, the, the inner circle of the uh, of the Biden administration gets tested daily because you're in close contact with the president of the United States. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's 78 years old. Makes sense. Right. Right. I mean, she, he's a high risk. Well, he's a high risk. And why wouldn't you? These, these are rapid tests. Um, the only way that she knows that she is positive for COVID is because she tests every day. Mm-hmm. But she also put out a statement, Travis, that said not to worry <laughs> because so I'm great. never in contact <laughs> with Biden. That's <laughs> How could that be? You're the yeah. vice president. Yeah. Well, shouldn't you be at every one of these security briefings? <laughs> I mean, aren't you? What are you doing all day? Yeah, that's uh, the AP uh, put out a headline of Harris positive COVID nineteen. Biden not 
close contact. That's Not close contact. Well, great. then why are you testing every day? Yeah. I exactly. mean, if you're never near the president, why are you testing every day? Uh, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I believe it. I, I mean, I, I guess if it was any other two people in American politics, I would say that's suspicious. You would think that they, you know, even uh, Pence and Trump had like a weekly lunch. Right. I, I, right. I, I know that Obama and Biden had a weekly lunch. It's kind of a standard thing that presidents and vice presidents always have lunch at least once a week. And, uh, and just to clarify, you you don't believe there's no close contact. You believe she has COVID. No, I believe she has COVID. Yeah. But. I, I, I find it hard to believe that she has no close contact, but given these two, I'm not surprised. They never seem to be hanging out together, at least when they're not on at least when they're not on television celebrating something. And they're not really on the same page. That's and they're for not sure. on the same page. Yeah, they're not talking right. about the same things. I don't know what she does all day. Uh, so when they say that she's back home at the vice presidential uh, office is working, it's like, what what emails is she sending? What, what is exactly? She's not going anywhere. There's, uh, I'm sure that there's something. Come on now. It's, uh, it's, uh, she's vice president of the United States. She's got to be doing stuff that's... It's very important. I don't know. She's, uh, she's high profile for sure. So then uh, she grabs more headlines than anybody else in this administration for, for what she does. I just can't get it. Do you think that there is a uh, another alternative motive for throwing this out here that she has yes. COVID? Yes, and- I, I, I do. Uh, I mean, I do think that uh, they are worried that people are beginning to realize that you can become positive for COVID and have nothing wrong with you. Uh, like, which, which is what is going on with the vice president of the United States as we speak. You mean like uh, if I were to, say, have a cold or maybe the flu and then I just worked through it and didn't right. worry about it. Like and the then olden it days. went away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're concerned about that because, you know, you don't have to go deep to find somebody in this administration that puts out on Twitter or some other social media platform. Be careful out there. The pandemic isn't over. Right. And I'm thinking... Or worse, we're only midway through this pandemic. And I'm thinking, when would it be over if Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi can test positive for COVID and have no symptoms and three days later test negative and be fine? And she's 186 years old. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, I mean, when is the pandemic over? This is clearly a pretty harmless virus at this point. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, I guess it's over when we stop talking about it. But uh, but now, you know, we're we're in the endemic phase. And uh, look, you and I are sitting here for Mark Larson on San Diego's Talk AM 760, and we're still talking about COVID. And we're still talking about it because she put the vice president just put out breaking news. Yeah. She tested positive for COVID, but she's absolutely fine. So is the story that... While she's been fully vaccinated and double boosted mm-hmm. and, and practices, I mean, you remember uh, at the the ceremony for uh, the uh, Supreme Court justice, uh, you know, uh, getting uh, getting the vote, uh, the approval votes out of the Senate. There was some criticism that she wasn't wearing a mask, but she was ne- near people that were, were COVID yeah, well, positive. But she was outside. And she was outside. So she was, you know, so in a position that she was so, you know, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, structurally fortified against COVID, but she was outside and she just does everything that you're supposed to do. She still tested positive for COVID. Yeah, well, she checks every box that the Democrats say we have to check. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, she still tested positive for COVID. I don't know. May, maybe I had COVID at some right. point. I, I don't know. I don't think I had any over-the-top symptoms other than, you know, I, I think of that meme of the uh, the little puppet who it says, you know, talking to his doctor and the doctor says, where does it hurt? Uh, and he says, oh, it just hurts where it normally hurts. Well, it's not supposed to normally hurt anywhere. Well, I don't know. It's just, I'm just normally yeah. stuffed up. I don't know. No, and th- th- that's that's the challenge now, that if you're completely asymptomatic, 
you, you shouldn't be testing yourself because it, it's a waste of a test. And what are we going to do? We can't all in America, 330 million people test ourselves every day. Uh, but you are seeing these these positive tests popping up in the administration uh, that just shows you that there's COVID lingering in people's bodies uh, and it's not hurting them. It's not affecting them. And it's, uh, you know, even people who are aged. Uh, mm-hmm. In the case mm-hmm. of the Speaker of the House. So and, and we have and, to be done at this point. And the positive tests can keep rising as long as the deaths don't rise. As is and, the case here falling. in San Diego. Yeah, right. The deaths right. are falling. The uh, hospitalizations are, are falling. These are all good signs. Right. Let's, you know, in, in some respect, we should be cheering that the vice president of the United States tested positive for COVID. She's fully vaccinated, double boosted, wears a mask everywhere except for outside. But a Supreme Court nominee uh, is uh, confirmed uh, out of the Senate. Uh, and uh, still tested positive, it can still work. So we won. We, won. we beat it. Well, in theory, yes. But uh, like I said, we're still talking about it. And I just realized behind you, Mark Larson uh, has... Uh, I know. C- what a studio. Kamala Harris quotes all over the wall. Uh, it's, and, and Larson like has this. taken over yeah. the Studio B here and has redecorated with not only photos of himself, which I shocking uh, in its arrogance, uh, but yeah, but there's a Kamala Harris quote all over the walls right, here. Yeah. And he also, I guess, stole some street signs this, this from is Caltrans. A, this is a nice gym here. Uh, it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Yeah. That's quality. So. That's one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, right. Harris quotes. I get that on a coffee mug. <laughs> Oh man, it's uh, it's been fun, and I guess uh, we'll be back tomorrow because Mark Larson, uh, he is out uh, for the next couple days. He's up at the Reagan Ranch, uh, doing what he does up there. Yeah, he's totally involved in the Reagan Ranch thing, and I'm really uh, I'm pleased that he's taking some time off to take care of that. It's probably beautiful today uh, oh, up man, at the Reagan yeah, Ranch, great. and he's uh, heavily involved in that. And of course, Michael Reagan, a, a large contributor to the Mark Larson Show. Yeah, so we'll be here all week. Uh, Larson will be back with you on. Friday, and he'll, I assume, give some kind of a scorecard of the job we've done. Right. right. Mike Slater follows this program next, right here. Lou Penrose, Travis Dale, in for Mark Larson on San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.